You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Welcome to The Pivot Point, where we talk about all things pivot, all things business, and all things Vegas. I'm your host, Bardia. Let's get the ball rolling. All right. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us on another episode of The Pivot Point. Today, we've got something really special on the menu. We're talking about sports innovation and sports entertainment, along with their impact on the hospitality industry in Las Vegas. I'm joined by an expert at the forefront of this industry today, uh, the COO and Director of Business Development of UNLV Sports Innovation, my friend, Mr. Jay Vickers. How are you today, Jay? Hey, Barty. How are you today? (laughs) Good. Thank you so much. So you have a very interesting job, I think, on campus. (laughs) Uh, Can you tell us a bit about your background and your career story? Uh, that's a lot, but however, I gave it a chance here. So uh, my background, I went to the University of Notre Dame, uh, played football there, was their own scholarship. So I always had a passion for sports. Um, didn't realize how much of a passion I had for it from a higher education standpoint. Um, but being a first-generation college grad, like a lot of our students here at UNLV, um, I learned a lot through different mentors and people, people that I had the opportunity to be around, which is you don't get that opportunity until you come to college. And I had a great experience in with that experience, I was able to um, take that and understand, hey, I want to be in corporate America. That was the big dream at one point yes, is yes. how you get in corporate America. And being at Notre Dame, it gave me some, offered some opportunities that I can only dream about. So I worked in the private sector for about seven, eight years, initially with Pfizer, I'm sorry, with Gallo Wines, Hershey and Pfizer, respectively. Got some great experience as relates to relationship management and sales and et cetera. But there was something missing. I really wanted to look and say, hey, look, I have a passion for sports. And the opportunity to play at a professional level had gone and passed mm-hmm. um, due to some injuries and things of that nature. But you go to school because you look for that long-term sustainability. And um, after meeting with some mentors, I decided I wanted to be in athletics. I wanted to be a voice for student athletes, a voice for young people as it relates to um you know, sponsorships, philanthropy, things of that nature. So started my career in intercollegiate athletics, um, worked for, had the opportunity to work for some great universities, Fresno State, University of Arizona, here at UNLV, yes. University of Wisconsin, uh, New Orleans, Illinois University, and now back at UNLV. So mm-hmm. I've kind of been around. I came back to UNLV because I just love the opportunity and the fight in our students. I love the passion that they have for the city of Las Vegas. And it, I believe it's a great community. That's why we've built our family here. So very happy to be back on this campus, yes. as well as have the opportunity to take advantage of this opportunity. We're going through something that's unprecedented, I believe, in any city. Um, as far as our generation, I've never seen a city grow to become quickly the sports and entertainment capital of the world. And I believe that's where we're headed. And many people would tell you we're already there. Yes. Was there a particular sport that inspired you or continues to inspire you today? You know what, now, obviously, growing up and playing football, football inspired me quite a bit. I believe that's it's one of the perfect metaphors for life because it teaches you so many things about teamwork and leadership, um, responsibility. So for me, it was always that aspect of it. But I think that also resonates with all sports, 
not just football. So I have a passion for not only um, all the different components of sports now, you know, as you grow, you mature, right? So all the different uh, components of sports, the innovation side of it. I'm a Star Wars junkie, so I'm waiting through, waiting for some midichlorians to be developed so they can Mm -hmm. take care of some of my knee issues. But um, that innovation part to me is exciting, but also looking at, you know, from a technology standpoint, the mental health side of sports, the social science, those pieces are really important. The ability that we can talk about those now are so important to what we do. So it makes it really exciting about the future of not only of sports, but also the future of what we have here in Las Vegas. Yes. So in your experience working on campus, what are the key challenges and opportunities that you see in implementing sports innovation strategies within the university? I think the biggest challenge right now is that we're moving so fast. And so, and like any other thing that's moving fast, you don't slow down sometimes to smell the roses, as they say, because as you try to smell one, new ones grow, and that one's prettier than the last one, yes. right? And so we need to be able to slow down for our students and create platforms mm-hmm. so they can, not only just our students, but our faculty, and create platforms so they can showcase the work that they're doing in innovation or technology and research. Uh, we try to do that through UNLV Sports Innovation via our UNLV Sports Research Summit, which we held at the UFC Apex. Uh, we held our third one at, uh, back in April. Um, these events have been very beneficial to allowing students not only to see what we're doing on campus, but also mm-hmm. faculty and for networking and collaboration. And hopefully through that process, there's some deal making happening as well. Absolutely. So something we talked about prior to the podcast, which was a very fun topic, I think, was the development of uh, some sort of a technology hub in Las Vegas. Now, I don't know how much you can speak to that, but mm-hmm. if you could share any cool developments that might be happening in the f- near future. I think there's a lot of cool developments. I think a lot of the work that the LVGA is doing, mm-hmm. as well as the interest that our city has in sports and the LVCVA, is opening up doors now to say, hey, look, we're not just a hospitality and gaming industry. We're a sports and entertainment industry. We've already been number one in entertainment, but look what we're doing in sports. Uh, we won our first world championship with the Aces, our second um, with the Golden Knights, as we saw. And, heck, we won a national championship many years ago with the Rebels. Yes. So we are a town that can embrace sports, but now we want to make sure that those, those athletes – uh, those organizations, they have the resources surrounded around them so they can continue to have that type of success. And what you need is that infrastructure in place. You need to be able to have great medical units, um, be able to see the new innovation and technology and data collecting and those type things happening. And so it gives us the opportunity to see that. So working and collaborating with LBGA and LBCVA and others, we can enhance and entice other um, companies to say, look, you should be home here. And through sports innovation, we have the opportunity to show that, create a platform to showcase what we already do on campus very well in all these different areas. We call them our pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from there, it gives us a great opportunity to collaborate with each of those entities, uh, whether they're new or old or whatever the case may be. But it gives us that great opportunity for collaboration. Yes. And I think, so you already just touched on one question I was going to get to, but um, it was about connecting the sports innovation at UNLV to hospitality and entertainment in the city. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the coolest, I think, programs coming out recently was the IPSM, okay. the Intercollegiate and Professional Sport Management yes, right. program. Um, how do you see that cohort contributing to Las Vegas? I think they do amazing stuff. Well, first and foremost, um, I want to give kudos to 
um, the founder of that program, mm-hmm. um, and that is Dr. Nancy Lowe, who is one of my colleagues. Um, she's done an outstanding job of building that program from the ground up. Uh, a lot of times at higher ed, we get these so-called impossible tasks, but we have such great people around like a Nancy Lowe and others that can build something from the ground up. Which is what we've done in sports innovation. As part of sports innovation, our goal was how can we have an impact not only on um, economic development, whether it relates to innovation and technology, but also how do we have an impact on workforce development? And if you look at why we're the number one hospitality school in the country, it's because we answer the call of our city. As a public institution, that is our job, and to answer the call and the needs of our city in so many different areas. And our, our entire campus does a great job um, in their respective areas. And if you look at hospitality and gaming, uh, we're number one in hospitality. We are the thought leaders in gaming. We've done that very, very well. And we've done it very well in other areas too. But now we have a call for sports. And yes. now we have these beautiful buildings, these beautiful venues, T-Mobile, Allegiant Stadium. We have world championship teams. How do we support that? How do we make sure that our students understand that you don't have to be a student? I mean, you don't have to be an athlete or a coach or a trainer to be involved in sports. There's so many other jobs and opportunities of how these organizations run and how they tick. And through the IPSM program, our students are learning that. And so, and through going back to the external aspect of it, part of the job that we do um, in sports innovation is we connect with those entities and, and collaborating with IPSM, we provide them opportunities as well to have internships, volunteerships, and et cetera. One that we're extremely proud of is the Las Vegas Super Bowl Host Committee. Right. And so we initiated an internship program. And I know many people say, oh, you know, they've had internship programs at in other cities as well. But this one's unique. And what's unique about it is it's the first fully paid internship program in Super Bowl history. Now, the Super Bowl we're hosting is Super Bowl 58. So there's been 57 other Super Bowls that haven't had fully paid internship programs. Mm-hmm. This is the first. It's because um, Sam Joffrey, the executive director of the Super Bowl Host Committee, said, hey, let's think outside the box here. How do we make this different? And, Jay, why should we make a difference? And I said, the reason why it should be different is, one, we're Las Vegas. Number two, two-thirds of our student population are either first-gen or non-traditional students. And so we need to make sure we identify a way that we can pay our students and give them a world-class experience of helping create and build the very first Super Bowl in Las Vegas history. And hopefully the very best Super Bowl ever out of the 58. So <laughs> that's what we're looking to do. And so we're able to um, get some great, some great partners involved in this NFL Foundation. It's one that said, hey, look, this is, this is amazing. Not only is this based on the needs of your campus, but you guys are also the most diverse campus in the country. Yes. And so with that, we can easily say we are supporting diversity, equity, and inclusion um, and belonging. And so through that process, we're, gonna, we're hiring 45 students. And the one organization in town that said we need to be involved is United Way of Southern Nevada. Mm-hmm. So Julian Hyde, their CEO and their board, we're so grateful to simply because they understood the needs of our community and they're seeing it. And they want to pay it forward by seeing these students have this opportunity. So right now we've hired close to 25 students, if I'm not mistaken. I could be a little off. Uh, we change out each cohort every semester because we want to get as many students involved as possible. And going into the fall, we'll hire close to 20 more. Um, so we can really get make sure they have the support needed to pull off the Super Bowl. Wow. I never thought how deep it would go. 
How different yeah. it would be to compare to other Super Bowls. It's um it's interesting because uh, most people don't understand. Most don't understand. I didn't understand that to have a Super Bowl come to your city, mm-hmm. the NFL shows up and they do a great job when they show up. They show up with the teams. They show up with a lot of great support. But the city puts on the show. They put on all the events. They have to be invested in what they're doing. And what other city in the world can put on the best show? And we'll prove it time and time again with the the NFL draft, uh, whether it's the Pro Bowl or there's the Shrine Game, you name it, any event possible, no one does it like, like Las Vegas. And we hope the same for the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's why I really love how I was exposed during the summit to you saying the sports and entertainment capital of the world. Exactly. And I think that's a really important motto that I've heard from you a lot. And I think that's going to be really formative for Las Vegas. Well, I think it's important for our students to understand that, um, you know, a lot of times our students graduate and they want to look around at other places for jobs. You know this. Yes. Um, you don't have to leave. Right. Everything you need now because of how we're, and it's really about our city leaders. They're understanding now that, look, we need to expand who we are as a city and keep our best talent home. And with giving them opportunities, with the with sports coming into the to the realm over the last few years, it's allowing us to do that and keep our best talent home. Absolutely. So I want to rewind it just a little bit back to that sports innovation summit. Um, so I had the pleasure of meeting you there, and Andrew Woods is a presenter there, Absolutely. and he has presented some amazing research um, that wasn't even published at the time. So. Um, honestly, I encourage anyone who's listening, uh, you can go and you can go to these events and get some really great exposure to cutting-edge research. Um, and recently, uh, the UNLV Sports Innovation published a white paper uh, called A Summary of the Sports Econo- Economy in Las Vegas, published about a month ago, with just extremely interesting data. What opportunities do you see for employment in the sports field in the coming years? I think that opportunity is still unset right now. Um, I think there's tons of opportunity uh, for our students as we move forward. I think them. I think I can tell. I can speak now based on some of the students have been involved in the uh, Las Vegas Super Bowl host community internship program. Is that their minds have been blown away simply because they didn't realize all the different opportunities that are involved within a sports organization or what it takes to put on an event, whether it's sports marketing, um, sales, sponsorships. Um, you know, the behind the scenes pieces, like we're doing this podcast now, and there's someone in the booth, like there's, there's so many different opportunities, film and videography, Mm -hmm. um, there's social media. So I think the opportunities there are endless. And so now you're starting to see, and and I I use this word, even though we don't pivot point, you're starting to see students pivot now towards sports because they understand there's opportunities there. I didn't know exist. And that's what happens when you have a lot of first-gen students, too. They don't know all the opportunities or where they should go. They're very talented. But now with data that Andrew Woods is doing, what's happening in the IPSM program, as well as other units on campus, now students are starting to understand, man, there's different opportunities here that didn't exist before. And I, I'm actually a great candidate for it. And so we want to ho- we hope to continue those opportunities through internships, through volunteerships, as well as um, connecting not only with you know, there's only so many jobs in our city at some mm-hmm, point, mm-hmm. but we also want to connect to our other entities outside of our region too. That's why I call it the pivot point, man. Mm-hmm. Embracing the change. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what about tourism? What do you think will happen? Well, I think we already see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go to a Raiders game and half the fan base are tourists, whether they're there to support the, uh, there to support the Raiders or support the opposing team. 
It doesn't matter. I think tourism yes. will continue to increase. I think we're seeing the impact of that um, during months that are typically maybe not. We don't have as much foot traffic in our in our community or in our city, but now that those numbers are rising mm-hmm. every day. Um, I don't want to be the expert on this. Others that are expert on what our ADRs are and how much foot traffic we have in our city. However, we are seeing an increase um, that just because of hey the Raiders are playing or the Knights are playing or the Aces are playing, and we want to continue to see that trend. Yes. I have a hard-hitting question for you, because I think you can handle it. Okay. Um, This has to do with just, in a general sense, over the course of your career, over the course of your leadership positions, um, community service, anything like that. How do you handle failure or setbacks? And what lessons have you learned from those experiences? Well, the first thing that I've learned through failure and setbacks, and if you've been around here long enough, you're going to have some failures and setbacks, is you have to get up. Don't matter how hard they hit you, how hard you felt to the ground, just like no difference than when I played football, you have to jump back up and go back in. Absolutely. Um, if you sit back and and just kind of go over and over again about what happened or why it happened, you need to understand it so you don't repeat the mistake again or the failure again. But you have to be willing to learn from that failure. And you have to get up and go back and do the fight. You can't give up on it. You have to continue to move forward. Um one of my mentors always says this, There's no, there is no such thing as standing still, either you're mm-hmm. forward or backwards, regardless. And so I only know one way, that's to move, fail, move forward. You can stall a little bit, but you got to still be going forward at the same time. And so I think once you get knocked down, just get back up. Yes. That's the first step. Just get back up. Is there anything else you would say to, say, your younger self to sort of push you through those times? You know, to my younger self, I had great mentors. Um, that taught me to get back up, Yes, <laughs> you know, and forced me to get back up, whether it was parents or coaches or, or mentors that I met in business. Um, it was really important that I listen to them. And I think the, what I would tell my younger self is get as many mentors as possible and learn from them from all different areas. Don't just be focused on um, one area of expertise. You know, kind of expand that more to your point, let's pivot. Right? And mm-hmm. I think that's the need is to have the opportunity to pivot a little bit more and broaden your horizons. I think yes. at some point, um, you know, I had blinders on because I was just so focused on one mm-hmm. goal and not understanding that this world is vast, it's large. I never thought I would live in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And then I've had the opportunity to live, I think, in 11 different cities since I uh, graduated from high school. And this is by far my favorite city, but I never thought I would live in Las Vegas. Right. But it's the best move I've ever had. And that's because I was open to the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the best community based on the people, what we do here at UNLV, and just how driven this city is to be the best in everything that we do. Absolutely. I think even in my personal experience, behind those decisions of like, should I do something? Should I go out? It was a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. And it was not helpful for me to find any mentors. I was closing myself off. So if anyone, you know, listening relates to that, it's all about making that fear smaller just by going out, doing small little things. For me, it's been so helpful to meet more people and just to expand my horizons, like you said. I could tell you about fear. Uh, One of my mentors, and I've read this several times, is that fear is defined as false experiences appearing real. So... That's how I look at fear. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. Are there any uh, books you recommend to anyone listening, any younger folk? 
Well, I can tell you right now, um, other than the last great book I read was Good to Great, only because I've been busy with so many other things. Right. right. But it just continues to resonate. You know, mm-hmm. I've always, you asked about failure is how do you get better? Um, you, you can never stop at, hey, I, I'm good right now. Well, what's the next step? And so I've always felt fell back on fall back on that book as far as from good to great because I just you know I, maybe that's just the competitive nature of me from being an athlete. It's just how do you continuously get better? You know, Jay, you're already the fastest. Okay, how can how can I get faster? Or how do you get stronger? And how do you put on a better event? You know, we had the sports research summit, and the first thing I kept thinking about is how do we make it better for next year? So again, good to great. Absolutely, absolutely. So, do you have any personal goals or visions or impacts you hope to have on the Las Vegas community? I think now I think I just want to continue to do the work that we're doing, but also try to try to create opportunities so we could plant you know whatever goals that we can do as a university. How do we plant that flag in that really shines and um, not only to those that are within our community but outside of our community that we truly are the global sports capital of sports entertainment. Absolutely. Well, I'm certainly very excited. I never thought growing up here that we would see a stadium like Legion Stadium, where that we would see like baseball stadiums coming, arenas, Formula One. Um, what's the most exciting thing for you? I think it's all of it. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's been all of it. I mean, it's been rewarding to see what's happened with the Super Bowl. It's been rewarding to see all these different teams coming. Um, but what's really been exciting is the people that are coming with these teams. Um, these organizations have done a great job of, of hiring great talent. We talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion. We have the first um, female president in NFL history with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a very diverse Las Vegas Aces um, organization. And again, they're championships. They're, they're winners. And what they do, but not just what they do on the court or field of play, but what they do in hiring, their hiring practices, what they do as far as um, working with the community. I mean, they're truly partners in what we do. Our students are getting jobs with them, whether it's internships or volunteerships. Mm -hmm. They're reaching back out and saying, how can we help? How can we be a part of it? I saw Nikki Fargas at a Juneteenth event um, recently, and she was the same way. She just wanted Mm -hmm. to be a part of the community. And she was open to anyone walking by that recognized her. And that's what you want. You want people that really want to be here and embrace our community. And the sports teams that have been here, um, that we are so lucky to have right now, that's exactly what they're doing. They're embracing Las Vegas, and that's really important. You mentioned how um, you've worked with diversity, equity, and inclusion, and UNLV is the most diverse campus. Yes. Um, And I think that all ties back into some some sort of unity. How do you foster unity? And how do you think that is important in accepting all these sports and that come to Vegas? Well, as I said earlier, uh, I think sports is the perfect metaphor for life because mm-hmm. it does embrace unity. You want to bring people together, just get a competition Absolutely. going. And whether that competition is baseball or football or basketball, it doesn't matter, or hockey, you want somebody, you want a group of different people cheering for the same cause, you, all, you automatically see in a sports. Mm-hmm. And so I embrace unity from the, the different things that we do to support those entities, and, but also support unity within our organization, the people that I meet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like meeting strangers, so everyone I meet is <laughs> yes. a friend, right? So it, it's good to be able to connect with people regardless of their backgrounds or where they're from or their gender. 
Um, and I've always been that way. I was raised that way. And, um, and I will continue to be that way. Yeah. Are there any departments or student organizations on campus that you'd like to work with? You know what? I, I have the opportunity to work with all the organizations, mm -hmm. um, but we're a small team, so there's so many more that we want to work with in yes, departments absolutely. on campus. Um, and I think we're doing what we can handle right now, but we're always open to work with um, all the different organizations now. We'll do some things with sports media here pretty soon here at Greenspun, but we'll continue to work with others as we move forward. Yeah, I mean, that definitely all sounds exciting. Um, I honestly cannot imagine that... Uh, Vegas would become such a great breeding ground for all these things, for, for sports and everything. Um, so uh, what else would you uh, say to someone, a student perhaps, who's interested in pursuing a career like yours? I would say, let's have some conversation. Feel free to send me an email. Uh, or if you see someone that's in a position similar to what you may have interest in, um, send them an email and reach out and I would say, be, don't be afraid to take the first step forward to try to have a conversation. And I think that's, that's really uh, most people that are in leadership roles. I think that's your responsibility is to figure out how to throw the rope back over and get more people to move forward with you. And if they're not doing that, then call somebody else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there, do you see any impact of all these professional sports coming to Las Vegas? Do you see any impact on youth sports? Oh, Absolutely. Uh, one thing about, you know, as we talked about earlier, as it relates to the community, uh, one way that you've seen, whether it's um, the NFL or WNBA or regardless of what the Golden Knights, they're building new facilities, and it's all for youth. And they want to have the youth the opportunity to understand what's going on in their sport, help them with technical skills, but also with life skills. And I think that's really important. We're going to have a... Um, UNLV uh, School of Public Health will be working with the NFL or NFL Play 60. Mm -hmm. These are the type of things that we need to be doing, and we are doing it. It's mm -hmm. just a matter now of how do we get that information out there? How do we make sure our students and uh, K-12 through um, young people are involved? And so they see that community focus. But um, one thing about the athletes that are here, as we talked about, they have never met a stranger either, they, especially when it comes to kids. Wow. What sort of life experience um, would you hope to teach someone? I think, they, they, I think the best one for me is never veer away from your dreams. You know, I had a yes. conversation uh, with a teacher here, I want to say, about six months ago, maybe, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a year ago. And we all know that only a, a very small percentage can make it to the professional ranks, Right. That doesn't mean that you tell a young person, hey, you're never going to be. Exactly. You, know, you should pick a different, you should always have a backup plan. I think that's a great life lesson. But the backup plan when, I guess, a young person told, told her, hey, listen, only a few can make it to the NFL or the NBA. So what's your backup plan? How about, you know, say you want to be a police officer or a firefighter. And I said, those are great. They are, those are great things to do. Some of our best athletes in the world are in our military or they're firefighters or, or police officers. I said, however, there's a lot of other jobs in sports that mm -hmm. they can be a part of. They can mm -hmm. be a president of an organization like the Raiders. You know, they can also, or the Aces or you name it, they can be in sports marketing. You know, so I, I brought out all these different jobs that are involved in sports. I saying, yeah, and they can still be involved in that. And she was just kind of blown away. I said, I just never yeah. thought about it. That's an important message, I think. And so I think there's, don't, don't kill their dreams, expand their dreams. Absolutely. Well, I think that um, 
I would have liked this conversation to continue even more. <laughs> I wish you really had more time. No worries. Um, but is there anything else you'd like to um, uh, share with the listeners? No, I'm just really happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, this has been great. We'd we'll love to do it again and answer more questions and have some have some more conversation. Absolutely. And if anyone is interested, uh, you can look up uh, more about Jay Vickers' work um, and look more into UNLV Sports Innovation at sportsinnovation.unlv.edu. Uh, thank you again, Jay, for joining me today. I had an awesome time. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to The Pivot Point. You can follow us at Pivot Point UNLV on Twitter, all one word, and hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you.